0: Myself. The luckiest, the luckiest man. Man. man on the face, on the face the of the earth. <laughs> There's the lot of time, I tell be, you, I believe. The Giants
1: won the point! The Giants of the point! Derek Jeter <laughs> ends his final game with a one-loss single. Here's the drive to left. That one is long gone. Won't you tell me who were the winners of the trade deadline? And the losers who fell flat on their face. I'm just trying to find the words that'll rhyme and see which team can take the ultimate trophy. So please be patient with me and let me know who won the trade deadline
0: welcome to the long gone podcast is me michael and with me as always S what up steve ford how's it going
1: man it's
0: going what what was that song <laughs> it
1: was uh it was, a, it was a beach boys uh song that never got released until like 2019 it was a song they did in the early 70s it was uh called won't you tell me it was actually written by their dad uh, murray, murray wilson wrote it because uh He didn't think that they had a string of hits for a while and wanted to try and help them out. Yeah, the song never got released. I think it was uh, recorded. Like Brian and Carl did some stuff for it in like 71. And uh, never saw the light of day until the Feel Flows box set in 2019. So, well, there we go. There you go.
0: There you go. There's something new, right? Learned something new. Didn't even know Murray uh, wrote songs.
1: Yeah, well, his big claim to fame was he wrote two-step sidestep for the Lawrence Welk show. That was before the the Beach Boys even started. So, yeah. Yeah. So, he had some,
0: I guess, chops or had some kind of... uh... Yeah,
1: sort of writing repertoire. Although, Brian says that the musical uh, person in the family was their mother. So,
0: there's that. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, here we are, it's August 2nd as we record, and the trade deadline has come and gone.
0: <laughs> it has come and gone, and it, it was kind of uneventful. I mean, there were some really good ones that I, I really enjoyed, but for the most part... Uh, you should have heard
1: the rumors, right? <laughs> you should have
0: heard the rumors. <laughs> I was listening
1: to uh, MLB Network was trying to dangle out there that the Mets were thinking about trading Pete Alonso.
0: Well, I mean, it Leave wouldn't... That. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, I... But it passed them be, at this point. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be a huge surprise, right? I mean, right. I thought there was going to be more stuff coming out of San Diego, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought Stubbs Juan Soto would have been traded. I thought Josh Hader yep. would have been traded. Yep. So I don't know if they think that they can. They compete. have a chance. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, I know some teams said, "Fuck it, we're going all in." Like the Angels, yeah. the Angels are going for broke.
1: Yeah, they really did. They announced that Otani's off the market, and then they uh, just went and amassed a lot of players. And they then you did. have teams like, uh, you know, the Chicago White Sox. You can tell that they're starting to retool. I want to actually call it a complete teardown, but they started you know, trading off some of their assets. I was expecting, like, I think you talked about Tim Anderson. You're expecting him to be gone, but he's still there, and. Dylan Cease, they probably could have got a haul, but maybe they're trying to use him as a uh, building block as they try to retool it here in a couple mm-hmm. of years. But, um, you know, they got rid of some of their players, Jake Berger, Lance Lynn. Uh, just
0: yeah, down a little bit, so. Yeah, they did. I mean, Giolito's yeah. gone, yep. uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Lance Lynn, and yep. Joe Kelly. I was really surprised Joe Kelly. <laughs> they let go of Joe Kelly but I think they're Over the Dodgers. <laughs> well, I, I think their return was really nice. I mean, Kai yeah. Bush, they got Edgar Cuero, they got Nick Nestorini. Uh yep. I I didn't mind it. I think they got Corey Lee, in, which is a catcher, another catcher in their system. They're going to put in. So I, like you said, it wasn't like a full teardown, but I think they did get rid of some people that probably weren't going to stay with the team or people. They felt that, they didn't really need going forward. I thought getting rid of Giolito was good and, you know, and it might be a good move for Giolito going to another team. I mean, the angels fresh start. Yeah. I mean, with what the angels wanted to do, it made complete sense. I mean, the angels said, fuck it. We're going all in. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's, you kind of got to respect it just because, they're not giving up Otani without a fight, and right,
1: right. If
0: yeah. it, it's something you could really write about and say, okay, if this is going to be our last season for with Otani, we're going to do everything we can. And I thought putting two big bats in the lineup with C.J. Cron and Randall mm-hmm. Grishick from, yep. uh, from, uh, from I think they went to Colorado to get those guys, yeah. and then obviously getting Lucas Giolito, who Gi- Giolito has been pitching well. So yep. I thought that was much needed on their part.
1: Yeah. And if anything, it shows, you know, Otani, uh, hey, you know, we're, we're really giving this a go. So maybe you want to stick around a little bit longer. huh? Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, it shows I, I think it might be a little too late, but I, yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think this is uh, moving the right direction for sure. It is. It is. Getting bats is... Essential, which is weird because I believe CJ Kron played for him back in like 2014. I think he did too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they got him back after his run of like three or four different teams in between those. Yeah. But one thing that CJ Kron has always provided is an essential bat. I mean, he's always yep. been that guy where yep. he can get the big hit for you. He has a lot of power. You can put him in the middle of the lineup and you'll succeed really well. So that's not a bad idea at all. The only thing I would say with that trade, up, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, between all their trades, which is really interesting, when the Angels were dealing with, say, the the White Sox and the Rockies, yeah, uh, the Angels don't really have a great yeah. farm system. So no. the prospects they got back were, I mean, they're top 10 guys in some farm systems, but I think they would fall out of the top 10 in others. Yeah, so like
1: they get a pitcher like Giolito or something in. And- Give a minimal, you know, talent to get Yeah, him. it's pretty
0: dope. It yeah. is pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, props to the GM, but yeah. it, I, I think with this, which I know we'll talk about the Angels later, but I, I do because I don't want to spoil anything, but I do know with Giolito for a second chance, this is mm-hmm. probably the right, the right team for him to get that second chance with because they are mm-hmm. really lackluster on pitching. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, outside of Otani. You know, it's pretty much re, what Redepmers, there's not much uh, not right. much to it. So throwing a guy like Giolito and it'll be nice one-two punch for them at the top of their rotations.
0: So. Yeah, no, I, I totally and 100% agree. And speaking of teams that just basically were saying, fuck it, let's just <laughs> do what we got to do. I mean, like the Mets, I was surprised yeah. the Mets and the Cardinals did what they did. I mean, the Cardinals, the Cardinals had to do something, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. I think we knew that things are going to change. I was surprised to see Jordan Montgomery go. I wasn't surprised to see Jack Flaherty go. Jack Flaherty having his second chance with the Baltimore Orioles, which that's a low risk, possibly high reward for the Baltimore Orioles. And he really didn't have to give up a lot. But for them getting Jordan Montgomery, I mean, I remember, because not only were the St. Louis Cardinals my World Series pick, but I put Jordan Montgomery at the top of that rotation being a future star pitcher.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, we thought that ever since they got him from the Yankees.
0: Yeah, Steve, so that just didn't good. happen, right? It yeah. just didn't happen.
1: Yep, yep. it just yeah, it just didn't pan out. So, Luckily, they held on to their, their bigger names, Arenado. They yeah. put the kibosh on that and said he's not going anywhere. And Goldschmidt um, is still with the team. Goldschmidt's still there. Yep, I was a little shocked by that. But, uh, yeah, and then you got the Mets where they pretty much have put up a sale that said, you know, fire sale here. I guess... Yeah. Uh,
0: garage sale
1: Uh, yeah mac scherzer talked with management basically before his uh you know before he approved the trade to the rangers or so and said hey what's going on here and they said we're retooling we're not going to compete this year we're probably not going to compete next year it looks like we're going to compete in 25 26 is what we're going for so that's why he's like all right i'll see (laughs) you you know so yeah just a complete shift by the Mets, and you know they were all in at the beginning of the year and now it's like now i gotta take Year and a half, two years to retool themselves here. So,
0: aside from the Padres, would you say the Mets collapse in 2023 is pretty historic?
1: Yeah, I would say so. You know, we, we were talking about it. Just, it, I was trying to think of teams to, you know, compare it with. And yeah, you got the Padres of what's going on right now. But then I think I said to you like the 2012 Red Sox are where they pumped all this money into Carl Crawford and Adrian mm-hmm. Gonzalez and tried to like, a go for oh, broke. Yeah. They brought in Bobby Valentine as their manager. Remember that after they let go to Francona and it's just completely failed. So they had to try and do like a fire sale on Gonzalez and get rid of Crawford and, you know, do all that. It's, it's, yeah, that's uh, the best comparison I could think of uh, in recent years outside of the Padres of uh, what's going on here.
0: Especially when you buy, they just, they went all in on the offseason bringing yeah. in two huge, three pig pitchers. When you think about it, they yep. got Max Scherzer and they got Justin yep. Verlander and then Kodai Singa. And Kodai Senga, they found out was the future for them. So they kept him. And then Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, which was a short lived reunion from their days (laughs) in Detroit. Now they're division rivals. (laughs) Now they're division rivals, which it just blows me away, Steve. I mean, they've had a rough first half of the season. We Uh we both agree on that. But I think, and it was smart. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't smart for the Mets to get rid of them, but it's just sad because, I mean, they did take a risk because these two are older players. Right. There's not much tread on those tires left so especially with the mets team who understand i hope understand finally that it's probably time to to i'm not saying they're doing a full rebuild but really build a winner that can last longer than a season
1: a a consistent winner
0: yeah and while scherzer went to the rangers which wasn't a huge surprise justin verlander going back to the houston (laughs) astros Is wild to me. He was literally gone for maybe six months. Uh, I wonder if we can get the same house back. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> isn't know? that wild? I mean, I don't think I can remember any. I don't think I can remember any time when that has happened in baseball, where a t- where a player was that short lived on a team just to yeah. get traded back.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've seen them come back as free agents like we talked about with Chapman when like the Yankees dealt Chapman to the Cubs. He won a World Series, and then the next year, the next offseason season, he resigned with the Yankees. But I've never seen it where uh, they got dealt back to the uh, the franchise that they left. It's, right? Yeah, you you don't see that that often.
0: You don't see <laughs> it that often, and I think Houston really needed. They realized, yep. holy fuck, we really need the help in our in our starting lineup it's funny because they've been making that push you and i talked about their push at the beginning of the uh at the well i'm at the near mid all-star break i would say right right. and we were like well i mean there's some good stuff right i mean they have christian javier who's basically made himself noted as a back-end guy and then hunter brown and Framber valdez who we'll talk about Framber valdez in a minute but those are their best pitchers. And Hunter Brown is that rookie, that that young gun who yeah. can definitely be a front end guy, but it's like Walker Bueller. It just wasn't time, right? Yep. So yeah, they still needed their yet. front end guy. And they're like, well, we'll go with the 40 plus year old or soon to be 40 <laughs> year old Justin Verlander again. Again. Because they just missed him. So yeah. they just missed him a lot. So I think yep. with him at the beginning of that of that rotation. I yep. mean, where do you put the Astros now in the West?
1: I I would put them uh, a, a step ahead of Texas. I think right now, I think Texas, you know, they they got a little bit you know better in the pitching department there with, with Scherzer, um, you know, but I I give them the step ahead only because Houston has the experience. They got the World Series pedigree. They have guys that have been through this, and uh, Texas is you know doesn't have too many of those guys. I mean they got Corey Seager but they're for the most part a lot of young guys who haven't been through, you know, that that push for a pennant. So, right. Um, I am I'm, I'm going to get the edge right now. I think that they uh Houston can edge out Texas in the uh, the AL West.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very very likely just because yeah. Texas hasn't been in this position a long yep. time, so yep. that's the thing about baseball—it's the longevity. How long can you last? I mean, we're going to start seeing teams drop off who oh, yeah. had a hell of a start to the season. Yep, and th- and we're going to find that out. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles and Rays battle in the East might not last as long. I mean, yep. same thing with what you said, giving Astros a slight edge over the Rangers. It's interesting with with the angels because the angels are 56 and 52. So they're hoping to probably get in on a wild card, Yep. Yep. which the wild card I would assume is coming out of the East as well. I don't know how that's, I don't know. It, It was really, I mean, to go back to the angels real quick, it was really risky for them to keep Otani because I just don't see enough wild cards for them to have. Yeah. There might just not be enough
1: run out of uh, seats at the uh, the table, I
0: think. Right. I think so, too. Yeah. Because I don't think, other than the Twins win in the Central, there's no wild yeah. cards out of that division, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I'm looking, yeah, nope, nope, there's, yeah, no one's going to come out of the Central for a wild card. I think your, your wild cards are going to come from uh, whoever finishes second in the AL West, and then uh, you'll probably get two from the East, is my guess, you know? I so mean, I think, yeah, you know, the East is just so stacked. I mean, the Yankees are in last place, and they're you know they have almost the identical records as the Angels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it's that, like, that, you're fighting with a lot of people. Yeah, and
1: you got a lot of people to jump here.
0: Yeah, and Seattle they're six and four in their last ten, so they kind of have a little resurgence off the after the All Star break. So
1: they stood pat for the most part at the uh, the deadline here, and they're still neck and neck with the Angels. So
0: yeah, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> that the Giants would do some moves, right? But it doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, it does make sense that the Angels would too, but boy, there's an awful lot of foliage to fight through <laughs> really to is, get man. to the <laughs> top of those standings, and even then, yeah. it's it's you're not guaranteed a spot. So uh-uh. it would be very sad if they do all of this, all this, yep, and they lose Otani and still not make the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they're just. Maybe they think Mike Trout's going to come back and provide that extra thing for him, but I don't know, man.
1: It's hard to tell Mike Trout if he can come back and be gone in a few days. You know, it just seems like his track record recently. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a big gamble on the Angels' part here to mortgage. Uh, you know, you have a lot of prospects uh, on the farm from there to, uh, to get some players in here to help make that push. And you might just run out of time
0: here on it. So, yeah, unfortunately, right. Uh, I, mean, I, yeah. I think that's they're fighting time. I think that's a good call. Yep. I think that's at the end of the day, they yep. might be going on this big run. But when you're going, I mean, when your division has been with Houston, who's surging, and yep. Texas Rangers, who aren't going away, Seattle, like you said, is coming back. I hope it pays off for him. I actually do because I would love for them to make the playoffs with at least once with Otani there.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. You know, and even like you said, if Trout can come back and be healthy, see, see Mike Trout back in the playoffs is good for baseball as well. So
0: I think so, too. Except having both those guys in the playoffs yep. is good for baseball. But yep. like I said about the Houston Astros, man, you just can't count them out. I mean, that's a team that <clears throat> so it reminds me of the Patriots. I mean, it, it was just the older, you know, the Brady Patriots, where right, right. they might not have the best team going into it. Somehow they wound up. They wind up at the top at the end. It's just the right mix of people and push the right buttons there. And uh, speaking of Houston, Framber Valdez ends up throwing a no-no his first ever. Does
1: man, what a way! uh, Yeah, way to kick the Guardians while they're down because they also had a little, uh, kind of a small fire sale here. I think Shane Bieber being moved to uh, pretty much gone for the rest of the year was the uh, Guardians' way of saying, "All right, it's not going to be our year here, is it?" So they you know they sold off Savali and josh bell and you know, a few other parts oh. there and uh the scrap that they had left got no hit by valdez
0: <laughs> i mean but good have, on
1: valdez that's awesome
0: man. yeah that is right good on valdez i yep. mean he went nine innings which is great they let him finish yep. it out and yeah basically i mean the guy was just unhittable which yeah. i wish more teams would do that let their guys finish out that no hit like when matt manning had So, i mean it's Remember, they had the no oh, hitter, the combined, like combined no hitter. Yeah. Like, you should have let him just finish it, but yeah, I,
1: um, yeah. especially with Manny was cruising. You know, but, I know, I know, man. Let's <laughs> let him finish it out, man.
0: <laughs> and you see some of this when people, certain players are traded away after the deadline or during the deadline. You see that team who loses those players. Yep, <laughs> it's, it, I, I've seen it before. I remember Jason Hayward, I think when he, I think it was when he was either with the Cubs or the Braves and Uh he got traded. And I remember that team just took a massive shit (laughs) and it's just because that chemistry, that chemistry had a lot going gone. gone. Yeah. So, uh, and the guardians were smart to do what they did. I I totally would have done the same thing, but uh, good on Framber Valdez. Uh, He's asserted himself at the top of that rotation. Now with Verlander, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's going to be fun. I so, think so. Uh,
0: I think so too. So yeah. Yeah, so we talking in I guess in the spirit, right, of the trade right. deadline. You brought something we well I mean you we do this kind of every year, every year where where yeah. where we pick up the winners and losers of the trade deadline so yep. we can really kind of dive into teams that we felt did very well and right, right. teams that probably should have did a little more and maybe nothing at all. So Yep. Uh, starting it off with you, Steve. Let's just go. You pick your two winners. I pick my two, and then we'll yep. pick some losers. To losers, the losers. Right. So the Steve, losers. <laughs> I want you to pick two teams that you felt were winners at the trade deadline that made their teams okay. that much better going forward.
1: All right. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off here. I really like uh two teams that I like. The first one. I'm gonna talk about the Miami Marlins. Uh, I was you know really big on what they did. They dropped uh, Gene Segura, they you know sent him off to uh to Cleveland there basically is to make room for uh, getting Jake Berger. You know, so they got Jake Berger out of the staff. They picked up um you know they picked up Josh Bell, which is great. And um uh, just I, I like their moves because you know their offense is kind of lacking. I mean they had mm-hmm. Jorge Soler. Miami, I like how they uh they boosted their offense like uh I was talking about uh earlier. Miami's offense kind of Kind of stagnant. You have Luis Rice, who's good at hitting for average, getting on base, but they didn't really have much pop in their bat. So I like the pickup of Jake Berger. I like the pickup of Josh Bell. Those are uh those were two uh two pickups that I really like that they did. Uh then the second is uh we talked about him a little bit before, and it's uh you know, the Los Angeles Angels, what they did. You know, they basically said, we're in on Otani. We're not gonna give up on Otani here. He's not going on the block, and uh we're gonna uh uh get some people around him. We talked about, you know, G-Lito, uh, Ronaldo Lopez getting a bat like C.J. Cron, Randall Grishick, um, and you know they had to give up you know some of their prospects, but like we talked about, their prospects aren't really anything to write home about. So just getting this extra offense and their extra arms and their uh, their staff and in their pen, I think uh, it'll be a big uh, big push for them. So those are two winners uh, that I'm looking at. Like we talked about though, with the Angels, they got a lot of people to leapfrog, but I like the tenacity, I like what they're doing, and I, I like it, uh, the push that they made. So Marlins and Angels; those are my two winners. Uh, how about you?
0: Yeah, well, you know, going back real quick to some of yours, the Marlins. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen their grades. So some people have put them as losers, and some people have put them as winners. You know, and winners to me. That's it, well, <laughs> it, well, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on. Like the value, right? It's how you right. rate the value. And a lot of people, they were like, "Wow, they got rid of Jake Eater." which yeah. was was really interesting because they ended up giving him to the White Sox. But, right. I mean, this guy could be a front rotation guy someday. But one thing the, the White Sox have always done, the White Sox have always made good deals when they trade. They, mm-hmm. they, they're they able to find that talent, right? And yep. Yep. I think a lot of people were surprised they got rid of Khalil Watson, but Khalil Watson's yeah. just not hitting in the, in, right. in the minor leagues right now. We're talking about a 2021 first-round pick by the Marlins, and he slipped in the draft, too. I mean, a lot of people thought the Pirates would take him, but you know, they ended up market correcting that with Tamar Johnson, but right. But Khalil Watson, I think while with him going to the guardians, I think a lot of people were like, well, why give away prime guys like that? But I totally understand it. Like you said, Josh Bell adds a significant bat to their lineup and somebody that they needed power from like badly. They needed power from, I mean, They've tried so hard to get it from other people, and Solaire yes, Soler was there. I was going to say
1: Soler can only do too much. So yeah,
0: <laughs> man, he yeah he can only do so much, especially with the power. And I know they gave up people like JJ Bladé to go to the right. Oakland A's and some of them. But when it comes down to it, if you're going to be making a a push for the playoffs, I mean, you need uh, bats that can can constantly get you runs, right? And I know. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, Yuri Guriel's not that guy. So I thought by putting <laughs> Josh Bell and Jake Berger into a lineup, suddenly boom, you guys got your power bats. Finally you got a you got some power sticks there. Now how competent they're going to be, I don't know, but yeah, I kind of agree. I think that trade was it was much needed because there people got to understand they're making the push. No longer are we talking about war chesting and war chesting, <laughs> chesting and getting draft picks or getting uh prospects. We're talking about push it, making a push for the playoffs. Yep. So yep. I, yeah, those are two definitely good winners for me, man. It's just simple as dry as the desert sand, man. It's the Texas Rangers and the Houston yep. Astros. I mean, okay. with that battle in the, in the AL West, it's the Texas Rangers. What they did by acquiring Max Scherzer solidifies. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it solidifies their playoff bid. It just makes yep. too much sense at this point. I mean, uh, I love that they got Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals. And yep. they had to give up some, right? They they gave up a little bit. They did give up some higher prospects. But I think yeah. Max Scherzer, you know, that Acuna, um, that they ended up giving back. And I, I think Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery add instant success in your rotation because really? you don't have Jacob deGrom. Nathan Evo- e- Evaldi is gone for at least a month or 15 days (laughs) to a month. So you have John Gray and you have Andrew Heaney who are kind of the only people left in that, in that rotation, Bruce Bochy knows they needed, they need relevant arms. They need relevant arms at the starters. And Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery are going to start fresh with a new team, a team that's in first place. And Max Scherzer does good when his team is actually competing. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan, we'll see if Jordan Montgomery does too, because I, I still do like Jordan Montgomery. I think, you get a one power pitcher and one age aging veteran who is still crafty so i thought the text what the texas rangers did to increase their their maximum potential in that rotation is just wonders they they just got to stop getting bit by the injured bug and they'll be okay <laughs> Yeah, I But, I, I mean, all hands on deck for what the Houston Astros did. I mean, bringing Verlander back, Verlander was starting to make a comeback in his pitching. We saw some really good performances on the mound, and I think he's going to come back to the Astros and provide that that front starter, that that ace in mm-hmm. the staff to lead him through. And and in the long run, that, it's kind of like a situation, I always compare it to the Dodgers where, The Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw, and then they had just a bunch of younger pitchers, one being Walker Bueller before he got injured, and uh, Julio Urias and some of those guys. And one thing I always really admired about that, about what they do or did in years past with the Dodgers is Clayton Kershaw has been the captain, the veteran of that, that team, especially that rotation. And it seems like that was much needed because a lot of those pitchers learned from Clayton Kershaw. And right. now you're seeing the fruits of those labors in that, in that rotation. So I could kind of see that with Verlander here because now Valdez is a competent starter and so is Hunter Brown, right? Yep. So yeah. I think he's going to actually raise their potential even more because when you play with good players and a good team, when you play with good players, you're, you're automatically play better. That's just usually mm-hmm. how it works in any sport. So I loved what Houston was able to do at the trade deadline. And I think it was extremely smart on their end. Pure yeah, and I agree.
1: And, uh, with Texas, check what they're pitching, but I also like that. uh You know, with uh, with Jodahime on the uh, injured list, they were able to get uh, Austin Hedges from the Pirates as you know a little uh, uh you know got catcher protection there for them. And and even before the deadline, the uh, Rangers bringing in Ralphus Chapman to help uh, bolster that bullpen.
0: Right, more. and that was something that we didn't really talk about. And it yeah. just seems to me that they know that their bats are good, but. Yeah they need to perfect their the other side of the ball. They need to protect exactly. their pitching. And I thought that yep. was great. Chapman and then the starters you bring in. Yep. Hopefully the team it's all comes down to chemistry. Hopefully the team just exactly. meshes well together and yep. everything comes like the performances come at the right time yep. and they can actually be a legitimate push in the west and it's going to be fun too seeing Scherzer go against JV now.
1: It's going to be awesome, man. Yeah,
0: I think it's going to uh, be fantastic to see it's going to be one of the more exciting divisions in baseball, so yep. absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep. So we go from the winners to the losers. <laughs> <laughs> to the losers,
0: Steve, who do you got for two losers at the uh, trade deadline?
1: Man. All right. Uh you know, I'm going to go with uh with first I'm going to go uh, take a trip to the AL East and it's going to be the uh the New York Yankees. Oh. Or as I like to call them, the Stankies. I yeah. mean, I don't know what what this team's doing. They're hovering around 500. Are yeah. Are you going to go in and get some players? Are you going to go out and start selling off some of your assets that you have instead? They really didn't do much. They brought in oh. a couple of mid-level relievers. They brought Kenyon, Middleton, and Spencer Howard. Yeah. Woo. You know, a, a great, you know, a couple of pitchers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that this team. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. All I know is big changes. I think are going to come. Uh, they haven't finished under 500 since 1992, and I think this team might have a chance to uh, to finish under 500 here if uh, you know they don't have a miraculous turnaround here. So the Yankees are one of my losers right there. And the second loser is a team that I talked about, which would have been cool to make a splash at the uh, trade deadline, and that would have been the uh, the Minnesota Twins. All right, the yeah. Minnesota Twins. You know. I, everyone else behind you is imploding and trading off. The White Sox traded off assets. The Guardians traded off assets. Tigers to an extent traded off, you know, one of their assets. They got a really chance to really step yourself up and and you know, basically you could coast in uh, autopilot and win this division, but really give yourself a chance at the postseason. That would have been trying to get someone like a, a Paul Goldschmidt. But instead, all they did was they swapped uh, relievers. They uh, uh, Jorge Lopez for Dylan Floro. And uh, Flora yeah. might actually be worse than Lopez. So that's their big, <laughs> the big, big, splash that they made at the uh, the trade deadline. So just them standing pat, thinking that they have the team that's going to take to, uh, you know, to to make a run in the uh, the playoffs here. The, you don't spoiler alert your team sucks. All right, yeah. you'll, you'll probably make the playoffs here by default because everyone else behind you is giving up. But you really had a chance to, to make make a statement here, and you didn't do anything with it. So. Twins and Yankees, those are my two losers. <laughs> yeah,
0: Steve, I don't get it. I, you know, going back to that trade that I thought you fucking nailed a couple weeks yeah. ago with Paul Goldschmidt being a heavy target for the Twins. The Twins had a fucking opportunity yeah. to go out there and they have a great. I love their farm system. Yeah. I think it's a. It's a, you look at a lot of these prospects and it's not just where they're ranked in the overall league. And it's not just where they sit. I, I think you you had an opportunity. The, The Cardinals could have, and Cardinals love grabbing prospects. That's just what Uh they do. I mean, the the Minnesota Twins could have traded Brooks Lee. They could have got, I mean, Austin Martin. They got Emmanuel Rodriguez, an outfielder. I like a lot of what they have in their farm system to get Paul Goldschmidt. And I think Paul (laughs) Goldschmidt would have been a fucking great piece for Uh a hitting first baseman. I mean, a guy who can actually get on base. Right. Yep. I mean, and we're seeing Paul Goldschmidt turn up his game compared to what it was yeah. for a lot of the year. And at this guy, I mean, he's he's a perfect right handed bat that they needed. And yep. what they did uh, with Jose Miranda and they got Solano. They're just I, while those pieces are OK, there's just it kind. Of, they it kind of the Marlins kind of did. Exactly what the Minnesota Twins should have did, but at a higher exactly, but at a lower level. But the um by getting those power bats that you need in your lineup. Even the Angels. The Angels went out and got a right-handed bat in Randall Grishik and they and another power bat in CJ Cron. I thought those were essential needs for that lineup. Mm -hmm. And how the Minnesota Twins, who it's like they don't value being first place in the central.
1: (laughs) They don't. (laughs) It's like they take it for granted, oh, we're gonna be right there anyway at the end of the year. Well, you know what? Was the last time you won a playoff series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it, it. I. I don't. I don't get
0: it, bro. I don't get it either. And if a team like the Guardians come and surpass you in the that long run, that would be run, freaking
1: hilarious. I'd the start firing pretty, people. Guardians left and right. pretty much, you will know, waved the white flag and said, "All right, this isn't going to be our year here." And if they still have what it takes with you know Francona running the show to overtake the Twins, yeah, heads are in a roll there.
0: Heads are gonna roll. I just—they had the pieces to trade for. I'm just saying, Paul Goldschmidt, because I thought that was a really uh, just that move. Just any
1: any first baseman uh, on the market because they don't have any production on first base.
0: Right. I Uh, mean, it's almost like they're setting themselves up to lose, Steve, because they let go of Luis Arise. They let they ended up trading him to Miami at the beginning of the year or before the season began, and then for and then they just decided, well, we're not going to we're not going to do anything else other than Carlos yeah. Correa, which was their big signing. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: uh, the, the guy basically fell on their laps because nobody else wanted him with his medical records.
0: Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Steve, they have the prospects to make moves and they just didn't, they just didn't. And I thought, I think that was a good pick for being the, for losers. I mean, uh, just insane. And then you go to the New York Yankees <laughs> at this point, I think the Yankees, it's weird that they're still in it and they're over 500. Yeah. But, I think the Yankees kind of understand. Like, listen, we've we already threw all our cards on the table. We have so much money that we spent on our into on our entire outfield. I mean, yep. so much money in the outfield. Yeah, understand? Yeah. And at it this point, work. they're probably yeah. thinking, let's roll with the team we have. If it's a shit show by the end of the year, if we don't make the playoffs, or if we lose out. I, I mean, you and I have agreed that there are probably going to be some heads rolling in that front yeah. office. And Moon, with Boone. will
1: be fired, and uh, you know, who knows, Brian Cashman might be out, too.
0: I, I think so. at this point it's necessary, just because yep. usually so they're players for, at the trade deadline.
1: Time for a fresh face here. Yeah,
0: yeah because, uh, and unless they really think they could make a wild card, but I just, <laughs> I just don't see it. Just Again, because, they're like the
1: Angels, though. There's so many people they have to. They, even in their own division, they'd have to take, what, Three or four teams out just to to uh, have a chance at the wild
0: card. Oh yeah, dude, it, it's it's bad. I mean, right now you got Tampa Bay, Houston, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Angels, and the surging Mariners that you have to go through. <laughs> yeah. So okay, say you get over three or four of those teams. Well, good luck catching the Rays or the Astros or yeah. whoever wins the East, right, and the West. Right. I mean, good luck yep. getting the second tier guys. So yep. at this point, I think the Yankees should have figured out what they needed to do. I think Anthony Rizzo should have been on the chopping block. Yep. <laughs> I, I think Torres. that Glaber Torres, Mike King, I, I think they should have looked at more into their rotation and yep. trying to salvage pieces, maybe get rid of Severino and figure oh, out, yeah. you know, be, just pieces that you look at like, okay, we're going to trade them now, but for something later. And yep. there's no harm in building your farm system more because actually they have a pretty legit farm system.
1: Well, that's what they were doing before when Aaron Judge and them were coming up. Yeah, uh, I remember they were building from within. They weren't really spending big bucks there no. near the end of the Joe Girardi years. They were building from within, and uh, it was a nice mesh, And I think they need to do that again.
0: You know, I, I totally agree. It's sometimes it's okay to build up your farm, guys. You don't yep. have to buy these teams because you. Re- I, I think they have to realize in the last twenty years that hasn't necessarily worked. Yeah, you no. had an oh nine run title but yeah but that's the
1: last one in the last almost 15 years right
0: and the fruits of those labors aren't paying off it's if if judge is your guy that you spent a lot of money on him start putting necessary pieces around him have them build up because i love what's coming in the farm you have jason dominguez you have austin wells Mm -hmm. you have trey sweeney you have some good stuff coming up guys so just get more pieces. And and that's the thing. A lot of people think if you're trading for prospects that you're rebuilding. That's not the case. I mean, uh-uh. if you're trading for prospects, look what the Mar- Marlins did, uh, even Cleveland. <clears throat> when you're trading, when you get certain prospects on your team, or even the Mets, these guys are going to be up either next year or the year after. We're talking exactly. a pretty short time period for them yeah, to come not, up.
1: They're not usually trading for projects unless you're in a total rebuild. That's exactly and then that, it. That, and that's when you're trading for someone that won't debut till like 25, 26. Right. Yeah. If you're retooling, you know, you're you're taking players off your team and getting people that are near major league ready. It's not a rebuild. You're just retooling and replenishing your system.
0: That's so, exactly it, man. So yeah. And just a good the good picks on the losers because they have I, I we were we were expecting more out of those teams and they just yeah. almost like they're giving up the fight which is interesting. Uh-huh. So uh, my losers, <laughs> uh, which you would have thought my losers were Steve's losers just by the way yeah, right, with, with the passion on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we got some more passion coming up, and I I had Beautiful. to throw them on my list as soon as I seen it open. I uh, the Detroit Tigers are <laughs> <our> a loser <laughs> and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, yeah.
1: But they get they got Jack Flaherty right. I mean, they yeah, the starting low, with the, low risk, high reward for Jack Flaherty.
0: Yeah, so. well, that's exactly it, Steve. Low risk, high reward. Uh, starting with them, I liked what they did with that. I hope we get his name right, but Shinataro Fujinami, Fujinami, uh-huh. okay. Fujinami. I mean, I liked what they did getting him, and I liked. I do like the Jack Flaherty move for the most part, but you're talking about a team that's trying to win the East, not just, yeah, not just take a wild card division. You're talking about a team that they need to get over that hump. They need to get that guy that's going to put them over the hump. I love that Savali. He ended up going to the Rays, right? Yeah. So to me, that was a move the Rays made to put them over the hump to set them up for the rest of the year. The Orioles really didn't do that because Jack Flaherty has kind of had an up and down year, mostly down year, and I've had him on my fantasy team, so I can be a testament to that. But on the other side, he's just not. He lost something when he got injured yeah. those for the last couple of years. He lost something. Maybe like a Tyler Glass now lose something, but I think it's a maybe a little bit worse. There's some velocity missed. His command isn't as is, is there. Maybe they're hoping to do kind of like a Dylan Bundy thing. Remember when Dylan Bundy? Oh yeah had his resurgence and he ended up going to the Angels and a couple other places and they think, okay, this this might be it. And then you found out he's just not that guy like yeah. you thought he was going to be. And I'm afraid Jack Flaherty might be that same way. So if I were the Orioles, I would have fought tooth and nail to get Eduardo Rodriguez from the uh, from the Tigers or I would have Fought tooth and nail to get Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander or you know what I mean. Try to get for a starting pitcher, a guy that yep. even a Savali to try to get you over that hump. And I just think Fujinami pretty good, good right-handed pitcher. Yep. But Jack Flaherty, I just I, I you needed some more certainty than that. You needed somebody to put you up in the into uh, the higher echelon because right now you're you're in first place yep. in the in the East. You fought your fucking ass off to get there yeah. and. Not saying they don't have studs, right? Wells and and Brandish and some of those guys in in the uh, in the rotation, but there's just not enough still. They still needed, no. needed, still needed that one guy, uh, and I think they they missed the mark on this one. But uh, the big the big loser of all, and which you and I texted a lot about yesterday, talked about before the show, and they're still probably pretty sore about. I know I am. Is as the Detroit Tigers, uh, Steve? Yeah. What happened? What the fuck?
1: happened? <laughs> I tell you what happened. You had an inexperienced uh, president who didn't hire GM as a nice mm-hmm. little backup and got hosed. He thought he had a, a deal in place. Uh, Principles were in place. It sounds like he had everything uh, agreed upon. Rodriguez, uh, you know, agreed everything was set up nicely. And then when it came for that final okay, Rodriguez said no. So what happened here is a uh, you know a little inexperience on his part and uh not having a backup plan in place you know similar to what we watch on Mo- you know when we watch Moneyball. all right first first deal fell through all right i'm going to call up the the braves or i'm going to call up the orioles hey rodriguez is back on the table what do you guys want here yeah you know um because rodriguez has said he wanted to if he was going to go he was going to go to an east coast east coast team so better yet okay the orioles or maybe the braves or something like that mm-hmm. um you know, I like the deal for Lorenzen. Uh, we got you know in Lee, yeah. got a nice, uh, ni- nice prospect there. So I, I give that trade a solid, you know, A minus B plus. Nice trade, right? Good return for a rental. But the Rodriguez deal, I don't. I, you know, there there's been talk. You know, it's, it's speculation because they they you know everyone's been hush hush of why he said family reasons. I'm just going to throw it out there. His wife probably said, "I'm not going to L.A." because it sounds like he was ready to go. All right. But I'm guessing he talked to his family. Family said no. As you recall, last year he was going through. He was gone for what half the season? Four months. With, uh, well, dealing with uh, you know family marital issues. Yep. Yeah. With, with his wife, and so you know there there's no concrete evidence, but I'm guessing it's his wife said no, and so then he had to go back to the Tigers and say it's a, it's a no from me. Yeah, that's or yeah. or there's other talks of. Did he oh, do God. this just to completely screw over the Tigers? <laughs> you know, because the Tigers placed him on uh, Tigers didn't pay him at all while he was gone for uh, 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 doing his family stuff. Tigers cut cut off. I think I forgot which uh, which placement list you can put him on, but he didn't get paid for months. So did he do this just to say "f you, Detroit"? I'm not going to let because t- it looked like I you you know the prospects more than me, but I heard the the Dodgers were ready to give them some pretty decent prospects back to uh, for for Rodriguez, and so he's yeah. just like, all right fuck you, to know from for
0: me. Yeah, I wonder what that blockbuster would have looked like. I think it might have yeah. been Dalton Rushing, yep. um, potentially a Michael Bush, who's with uh-huh. the Dodgers, I think, right now. I mean, he kind of goes back from the bigs to, to the minors. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking Dalton Rushing, which the Tigers really need a a, a hitting catcher yep. in their system. Yep. And Dalton Rushing is really exciting. And, um, yep. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, everything you said. I tell you what I, if if any of these rumors are true if he if because a lot of people think or what it came out is he said a yes initially yep to the Dodgers and then when it was getting real people you yeah. kind of were saying that he said no. And if it was A, because of his wife, if it was or if it was B, because he was trying to stick it to the Tigers, if it was one of them, too, I he would be the most disliked player by me in Tigers history. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And there's a few I don't like. I mean, You're more
1: than Juan Gonzalez.
0: <laughs> oh, bro, I'm just sick of it. I, I don't like yeah. I'm sick of this guy. And as if say he say he did this, despite like you said, say he did this in spite, right, because yeah. the Tigers didn't pay him last year. Well, how do you expect them to pay you when (laughs) this it wasn't it wasn't a an Austin Meadows kind of thing where Austin Meadows is having mental issues? Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not putting E-Rod's things down saying I'm not looking down on him saying that they're not issues. But that was a choice you made to take time away from baseball.
1: And he fell off the face of the earth. And to save your marriage. They couldn't even get a hold of the guy. Yeah, AJ Hinch straight up. I haven't had any conversations. We can't get a hold of him. (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. i mean what does that say that just says you don't care about baseball enough and i'm sorry you're getting paid you came to this country i'm sure and for baseball and you're getting paid you're a millionaire because of baseball your life has changed forever because of baseball so it's like any job there's an expectation there if i'm not going to show up to work nobody's paying me so that's just contract you signed a contract so that's just the way it is and a a bad contract i mean that was alavila's kiss of death that was his it really was party, his party parting gift, gift. <laughs> yeah. somewhere he's laughing um, a
1: 10 team no trade clause for okay and God. you
0: and you heard he's woodward, not burlander right a 10 so he supposedly he had a 10 tra- team no trade clause and if you were listening to and i'm just throwing this out there neil rule in the uh the woodward sports right the in yeah. woodward sports was saying today that ten, he goes. You're seeing that a lot more. You're seeing more player options and team options. And yep. they said he made a comment, which I do not agree with. He says that's the pr- for the ten team list. Giving him his ten team list that he won't be traded to. That's the price to play in Detroit for a team yeah, that the, not a lot of people want to play for.
1: Yeah, the, the the tiger discount right there. Which especially. I come play for the tiger tax, so to speak.
0: Yeah. yeah, I completely disagree with that because I the market wasn't there for him. Yeah. Right, nope. the market wasn't there for him. He was one of the top five pitchers in the free agency that year, but he wouldn't right. have got what we gave him. No. And the only reason we signed him is because we desperately needed front end pitching, like very right. badly. And yep. with all the we injuries we were having, yeah,
1: that push or something. You know, we thought, okay, mm-hmm. Mize is going to be here, Manny, This is our chance to make our last push. You know, next step for the playoffs, and so yeah. we overpaid yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so i i don't agree with that saying at all i think if that's the way people were then fuck them then you're just going to nope. build it full of young guns and right. but I, I don't i don't see that being an issue this isn't nope. the nfl this isn't the nba players while they are picky of where they go they usually get to do that during free agency and right. there's other ways to go about it and for for a team that you know he didn't want to go to la which is a winning franchise yeah I, I something tells me winning wasn't his priority. I, I'm right. kind of more going towards what you said with the wife being an issue yep. or him trying to stick it to the Tigers. Because yep. the other thing people were saying was member back when El Yasiel Puig said they were in the playoffs, oh boy, a handful of years ago when he jacked that game winning oh, home run over, uh, from, Yeah.
1: When and he was Dodgers with the Red Sox. Yeah. 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 So
0: I don't know. And maybe he doesn't have like LA. I don't know. But he nicks this trade. And the reason why this is a bad grade for us, I totally agree with you. I think the more I look at the um, the the trade they did with the Phillies by getting yeah. uh, Hey you hey Lee hey U Lee, I yeah. think you say his name is, is yeah. a solid second baseman. I, I think this guy has a hit tool which is really good. People are kind of mad yep. that it's it's not he doesn't have like a sixty grade anything. But let's put it let's be real, guys. We weren't gonna get those kind of guys. With, with rentals, Edwa- with Edward R- Eduardo Rodriguez, or if even if we threw in a reliever, that just wasn't going yep. to happen. We didn't yep. have a Scherzer, we didn't have a, a Verlander to give up. We didn't have yep. that. So when people get pissed about return, it's like at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, man, I kind of wanted a little bit more. But then I thought more about it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. Lorenzen, yeah, he's a rental.
1: Yeah, we right. Basically so took, took a chance on him and it paid off. Yeah, we didn't pay. We didn't pay for this guy like big. Is basically a guy who was coming off injuries and stuff, You know, trying to get himself back on track. Yeah, Scott Harris took a gamble on him, turned it at the deadline, and he exactly got a, a, a decent prospect for him.
0: I think so, too. And let's hope it works out. I mean, I'm praying yep. it fucking works out. But at the end of the day, it was a rental. Who knows if he would even sign with us? And with Mize yep. coming back next year, Tarek Skubel yep. being back to what he was,
1: Spencer Turnbull's
0: in Central uh, Turnbull rehab
1: coming back. Yeah, there
0: yes. might have been not any room for Lorenzen. So a guy that we off pedaled for, who had a, a supposed All Star year, which I don't remember <laughs> the All Star yeah, game.
1: Put, put some quotes around that All Star. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I
0: think that was a success, but I don't say that they are losers in the terms of the Yankees and the Minnesota Twins are. Yeah. But I think the fact that you didn't have a backup plan yep. at all, and you should have had this. I I thought it was smart. Uh, kind of smart. It was smart waiting till all the other pitchers were gone, right? Because that made Erod's price higher. Yep. So yep. I get that. I loved it, but they had this package set up with the with the Dodgers who were on Erod's list of no goes <laughs> yeah. to begin with. So that should have. So the only way that would have made sense is kind of what going back to what you said that he agreed to it he probably early principal. on.
1: Yeah, early on. Hey, we're we're talking with the Dodgers. Is there any way you could waive the no trade clause for the Dodgers? Sure. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And kind of what Verlander did when we traded him in 17, right? Where yep. Yep. he waived his no trade clause to go yep. where we needed him to go. I mean, that's exactly. a fucking that's that's a professional man. Yep. Yeah. I it, bro, it's just weird. And I mean, he turned it down, uh Erod turned it down, and then we had no backup plan. Yeah. At that point, there there was no Baltimore Orioles waiting in the wings. Nope. nope. Wanting a, a pitcher. It there was no it like
1: a, an hour to go or so, about a little after five or so. Yeah. Think, right? yeah. Yeah. So
0: there was still time to kind of do something. And I'm not saying At that all. the Tigers yeah. never did try to do anything, but I think you could have. Tried a little that, bit more. By that
1: point, the by that point the vendors are packing up and getting ready to go in the car and leave. And uh yeah. you're left with nothing.
0: <laughs> I would have tried my damnedest. Even if Baltimore wasn't answering the phone, I would have tried with the Angels. It's like, hey, you need yeah. more pitching. I'm I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. I I would have tried yep. harder. I would have tried all, harder with the, the team. The the Giants. Yep. Somebody. Yep. I mean, especially yep. the Giants, because Scott Harris has that relationship. Yep. So exactly. Why weren't we in that mix? It's just see and I'm not saying we weren't. I mean, we don't know about uh, we can only speculate, but Right. God, I, how do you just have this deal fall through and there's no backup plan? I just, yeah. I, I just don't agree with what Neil Rule said about. Maybe that's all there was. I, I just don't buy that. I think, yeah, that it, it was such a need in starting pitching this trade deadline that nope. I, I think if they lowered their price just to get rid of them, because I want that prospect. I don't. I don't want just Erod gone. I want that contract gone.
1: Yep, exactly. And this would have freed up that contract right there and made it. You know, with Cabrera off the books after this year, and you take Rodriguez then officially off the books,
0: yeah. Then you
1: know that that's a lot of money. That's close to fifty million. I think that opens up more than that, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but but now, yeah, now there's that option. Will he opt out? There's a strong possibility, but he could just say, you know what, I like it here in Detroit. Why oh, do you guys keep paying? you guys keep paying that those big bucks
0: right there? Too. Yeah, and yeah. with putting kind of the final saying on that, I don't think he's going to opt out because who's going to want to pay either. that money? He's not yeah. worth that, and it's yep. the fact that we were able to get people even talking to us with with the because I guess our asking price was high and people were still yeah. answering the phone, right, and listening. I, I Something tells me that it, <laughs> he's going to stick around just because. Nope. Because it was a need at the trade deadline, but remember, the price changes all the time. So by the time the off season comes, there's going to be more pitchers on the market who are way more valuable than Erod. So I don't think Erod would still get that kind of money and more. I, I just it's not there. No. Nope. So yeah. So in the uh, so yeah to wrap it up, the Tigers definitely are losers just because for the lack of uh, not a backup plan and and. I don't know. Is Scott Harris is trying to be a GM now too. If he is, that's fine. But
1: yeah, but he talked he talked about it early on that he needed to hire a GM, and that was something that they were going to do. Well, I think that hiring a GM should be your top priority now if you just got burned at the deadline.
0: Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, Steve, that's strike one for Scott yep. Harris for me. That's strike yep. one. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. um i already have strike one and aj hinch too so i'm all, you oh know so
1: i'm <laughs> just out, score here i'm right? just out, <laughs> out of it
0: i mean people said they want to win by next year i don't know the way he's yeah. collect, the prospects he has collected these guys are all 25 26 uh 2025 2026 20, guys yeah yeah
1: he's got a lot of projects on his hand right now yeah you know, so between his draft picks and who he's traded for i mean he's got a few people oh did did we pick up a guy from the dodgers Sorry that 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 uh that oh, guy yeah. we picked up off waivers. Good right? call, 40, Steve. Yeah, best prospect.
0: Yeah, so we ended up trading for cash considerations. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's and, what it was.
0: And I actually like this guy. I'm actually I'm is I'm not a. I actually like him. He was actually a top ten guy at one time, and he just kept mm-hmm. dropping. But it's Eddie's Leonard. So he's a, I yeah, I he's a shortstop, yeah. He's Leonard, Triple A AAA guy. Probably going to be even a, in the lineup by the end of the year or the start of next yeah. year. A lot of power. There was some hit ability there. His hit grade has went down just because he's had a really tough time in Double A, right? Uh, and then especially now that they're going to try him in Triple A, which I don't think he's ever played. Oh uh, he's an old international <laughs> signing in 2017. So we'll see. I actually don't mind this. They actually oh, ended up getting yeah. something out of it. So. We'll see. Yeah. Uh really people, to cash. people said he does have 20 home run potential, so we'll see. Maybe a new team will do this. Maybe a new team will do him right. But I actually, I think yeah. he was probably going to be a part of that blockbuster trade, and then when it all fell through, they're right. like, "Well, who <laughs> can, can we least give, get this guy? Can we get this guy, <laughs> and we'll give you some cash?" So, yeah. so it kind of worked, I guess, in our favor. But yeah, you're right. The Tigers did did that was a low uh, under the radar kind of trade that ended up happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll little sneaky move at the end there so
0: yeah so in a nutshell that still still losers though (laughs) still losers still losers those are our trade trade deadline winners and losers steve are you ready to move on to fantasy factory
1: oh yeah let's go let's take the trip
0: okay well this week steve we have some yeah or nah this week uh we have two of them and two that i've seen um, mm-hmm. and I want to run by you. So the first trade uh, you give up the thumbs up or thumbs down to is Max Muncy and Sal Frelick for Josh Jung. Is that a yeah or nah?
1: We go yeah on this one. I like it. I like it. You know, it's balance, balance on the other side. Josh Jung is prime rookie of the year candidate, but then you get two two solid players on the other side uh uh for him. So I'm gonna go with a yeah on this one. I like it.
0: Yeah, I like Frelick, man. I think. Yeah. That guy is going to be turned into a gem. I mean, uh-huh. ugh, just a big fan of him. So he had yep. a great start about a week ago with the Brewers. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you get a guy who's hitting well now, plus some, plus yeah, some pitching
1: that's... there and for for a solid bat. Yeah, it's a yeah for me. Uh,
0: number two, Aaron Nola and Kenley Jansen for Randy Rosarena and Henry Davis. Nah, or yeah or nah?
1: Kenley Jansen's is still playing. I'm just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go yawn on this one, too. I like it. Nice. I like it. Two, two good arms uh, for some bats there. Uh, that's solid on both sides. It's going to be yaw for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, it's kind of interesting, too, because you're giving up two good players for two good players. Uh, yep. Obviously, Jensen and Davis, respectively, aren't at the top of their game. So right. it's basically exactly. a, maybe a lateral NOLA for er- Orozarena kind of move. Right. So. Clearly, one team needs pitching and one team needs one pitching, team needs hitting. hitting and pitching. So, yeah, Yep. exactly. So, yeah, it's two yas for me this week. Two yas. You've never had two but, yas in a yeah, long I was time. Yeah, to say that,
1: that, that rarely happens. So Rarely yeah. fucking happens. <laughs> so
0: moving on over to the next part of our fantasy push. Are you ready for some starter set? I sure am. Let's cue the music. All right. Starting off with Nico Horner or Bryson Stott, second base, starter set? Uh, Horner. Hey, okay. Merrifield or Glaber Torres, second base? Merrifield. Uh Sal Freilich or Dalton Varsho outfield. Uh Freilich, Freilich again or Brent Rooker outfield. Freilich. <clears throat> Mike Ford or Paul Goldschmidt. Love that last name. Uh give me uh, Goldschmidt. Uh, Goldschmidt again or Ty France. Goldschmidt. Uh Kyle Schwarber or Seiya Suzuki in the outfield. Suzuki. Marcus Simeon or Ha uh Hasang Kim. Shortstop. Kim. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez or Alex Verdugo, outfield? Verdugo. Matt Olson or Ryan Mountcastle? Uh, Matt Olson. Brett Batty or Alec Baum, third base? Alec Baum. Ellie De La Cruz or Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop? Tatis. Jaron Duran or Spencer Steer in the outfield? Spencer Steer. Uh, battle of the Catchers, William Contreras or Henry Davis? Uh, Contreras. Anthony Rizzo, who should have been traded, or (laughs) Pete Alonzo. Who also should have been traded. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Give me Rizzo. Uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr. or Cattell Marte, second base? Marte. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo or Jorge Polanco, second base? Polanco. Christian Yellick or Will Benson, outfield? Uh, Christian Yellick. Uh, Lane Thomas or Riley Green, outfield? Riley Green. Andrew Vaughn or Spencer Torkelson for space. Uh Vaughn. Kiki Hernandez new home for him back with uh back with the Dodgers. With the Dodgers yeah. or Jeremy Peña shortstop. Uh Hernandez. And what do we got for Waiver Wire?
1: Uh so yeah, here are some uh, Waiver Wire picks uh, I'm looking at for uh this uh this week here if you're looking to bolster your team. Uh, first is Jose Quintana. Uh, for the Mets. He's up 12% in Yahoo Leagues. He has a 3.27 ERA in the last two weeks with 11 Ks. need a little pitching help. Uh, Second is Brandon Lau for the Rays. He's up also 12% in Yahoo Leagues. He hit 435 last week with four dingers and nine RBIs. And uh, third, uh, Angels, when the Angels do his players, Randall Grishik, he's up 16% in Yahoo Leagues. I uh, hit three forty one the last two weeks, four home runs and six RBIs. So it could be a nice little bat for your lineup. So those are the three people that I'm looking at for the waiver wire. Nice. Yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah.
0: Up for me this week is Spencer Torkelson. He's nice. up... $4.30. That's a 34.24% mm-hmm. market increase. Uh, market price right now sits around $16.86. So kind of riding high on the rookie cards for the most mm-hmm. part. But uh, it's 22 tops update series rookie debut card, uh, gold foil, US 79. That's up. Is 22 stadium club base foil, 167. And this year's 23 tops chrome is up nice. for Spencer Torkelson. Down is kind of going back in time a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no more Garcia Parra. All right, I see. Yeah, down $5.18. That's a 64.11% decrease. Market price right now sits around $2.90. Some of the cards, which I believe I have all these, is his 93 (laughs) tops Traded Rookie, 39T, his 98 tops Finest Centurion, and his 98 Upper Deck Rookie of the Year card, number 320, are all down. So we'll get them.
1: Okay. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Joey Votto. He's up $6.92 or 62.51% market increase to a market value of $17.99. Up cards include his 2014 Topps opening day blue foil number 129 and his 2008 Bowman number 204. Down for me this week is, uh, here's a name you haven't heard in a while, Carl Crawford. Wow. It's down $5.44 or a 78.39% decrease to a market value of... A buck fifty. Down cards include his nineteen ninety nine Bowman Chrome rookie number four forty, and his two thousand three Topps Gold Script number twenty five. Very cool. Yeah. Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Detroit Tigers great and Hall of Famer Harry Highland, born Mm -hmm. on August the third of eighteen ninety four. Uh, Heilman had a career batting average of .342, 2,660 hits, 183 home runs, uh, 1,543 RBIs. Uh, spent a bulk of his career there with the Tigers, started in 1914 and then again 1916 and 1929, and then a couple of years with the Reds in 1930 and 1932. Career highlights include being a four-time batting champion, which is on odd years, actually. He won in 21, 23, 25, and 27. Inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1952 on his 12th ballot. And a little trivia on him is he remains one of only six players in the American League history to hit 400 for a season, having accomplished the feat in 1923 with a 403 batting average. He also hit 394 in 1921. At his peak from 1921 to 1927, Heilman compiled a 380 batting average.
0: Mm. Yeah. Get a a yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) the days of ridiculous uh batting averages
1: yeah it is yeah average is great not much power but yeah such as the age of the dead ball right
0: (laughs) yeah oh the fact that he was able to win an al batting champion uh what 21 23 25 27 and those are the days of babe ruth yeah so that's pretty fucking dope
1: talking baseball song i think it goes like harry heileman led the squad batting titles in years that were odd I
0: love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, compared to who do we have? Was it last week? Yeah. It was like Joe Tinker.
1: Yeah. I, Tinker. Yeah. We're
0: like, how is that guy in the hall of fame? It just yeah. didn't make any sense, but at least these numbers are a little bit. At I least these are, yeah. Over yeah. 1,500 RBIs, yeah. over a, a three four, a 342, 342 average. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I could get behind this. I actually won some awards. Joe Tinker. Uh, he just wasn't a poem. T- <laughs> <laughs> he was just a poem. <laughs>
1: Wildly. do better taker exactly <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> that, that oh, is man. a fucking a show, show. good show it's a good show yeah. definitely man everything's going so fast trade in the lines really come and is. go now we're just looking at the the dog days of summer going yep. into division september push. division pushes a lot coming up obviously in the yeah. show uh, as well guys thanks so much for listening be a friend yes. tell a friend uh, be a bro, tell a bro, whatever you got to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Just uh, if you want to get any questions to us, uh, at Michael J. Dalt or at Stephen. Dot Ford as well. That's always good. Um, yeah, but in the meantime, guys, enjoy this hot ass summer that we're having. Yeah, <laughs> and we will catch you guys all next week
1: deuces